This podcast is presented by the Bet Parks online casino and sportsbook app. New customers download now and get up to $1,000 in casino bonus back if you're not a winner in your first 24 hours. See BetParks.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 in PA, New Jersey, Maryland, Michigan, or Ohio. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult to Today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation semi annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal too. Schedule a no obligation in home estimate now. Call 866 90 Nation or visit windownation.com. This episode of BGN Radio is brought to you by Clip It, the hottest app that is out there. Watch TV, make clips, and share. For more information, check them out at clipit.tv or check them on Twitter at clipit.tv. You're listening to BGN Radio. Eagles outside linebacker Connor Barwin joins us. I heard you guys are the best Eagles podcast there is out there in Philly, so I'm excited to talk to you guys. Welcome. Uh, we are live, recording live once yeah. again. My favorite, uh, my favorite phrase on the planet. This time, there are actually people here who can verify that. I know though, it's amazing. Uh, by the way, big shout out to Ethan, Greg, and Brendan for putting us all together because and uh, sales guy John from Sports I Radio ninety four WIP. Sales guy John, that's my guy. Been, uh, everybody's been fantastic so far because right now this is our first go at the. BGN Radio Remotes. So we're going to be hey. we're going to be around uh, your neighborhood. We're going to be in Philly. We're going to be in you know the, uh, Delaware. We're going to be <laughs> we're, in we're coming for you as <laughs> wherever you are in the next sixteen weeks. We will be somewhere around your neighborhood. So we are right now at the Fox and the Hound, presented by oh, Bud yeah. Light, and we are having a great time. Uh, it is Tuesday, so it is two dollar Tuesdays here. I'm not exactly sure how everything works, but you just say two dollar beers. And I'm there. Yeah, so we're, we're pounding. $2 is insane. That's right. And the difference between this and uh, and being on the radio is we get to pound Bud Lights all night long oh, while we're doing yeah, this. Buddy. So we might get a little sloppy as things go in here, but that's okay. I'm already a tad sloppy, yeah, yeah, So don't tell anyone. And speaking of more beers, as we've noted before, the Tap to Beer Festival is coming up very, very soon, folks. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you got to get on the train here, but you know it's it's coming up September 24th, uh, and it is, going, it is the ultimate craft beer festival. Going on at Elmwood Park Zoo in Norristown, uh, like like I said, Saturday, September twenty fourth. The event will feature two four hour sessions of uh, featuring over a hundred beers. That's insane. A hundred beers, one, just two of them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, so you get a hundred beers, wines, and cider tastings, as well as great food from uh, offerings and animal encounters. Because it is a zoo; it's sixteen acres. And uh, who is going to be there? You might ask. That is Victory, Evil Genius, Sly Fox. Sam Adams, Magic Act, Trogues, Rogue, Prism, Lagunitas. There's going to be a ton. And if you do it now, you just got to go to tappedfest.com slash Philly. If you get your tickets early now, you get an hour before you get an hour into the zoo before anybody else gets to touch it with your souvenir cup all ready for the good beers. And uh, nobody else can touch them. It's just you. So, again, that's... Literally tap- by yourself. Yeah. No other person there. Yeah. Like, it's... it's like <laughs> almost... Well, but, it's, like, well, creepy well, cool. There, there might be some other folks in there, too. No. But regardless of that, it is tappedfest, T-A-P-P-E-D-fest.com slash Philly. I tell you what else is going on right now. The Wenswagon, <laughs> as we noted on episode number 188, is quite full. And I think about... 17 million got on board because that's the average amount of folks that watched Monday Night Football. Ed Warder saying top five quarterback in the future. Everybody's texting James who are <laughs> Jets fans. People that have no right uh, to, to bitch about anything because they don't have a quarterback. And guess what? They're telling all of us, hey, Philadelphia, you have one. It's the same. It is not a replay. This is not a replay of last week. There's a football player. In Philadelphia, and his yeah. name is Carson Wentz. Yeah, there's a man in Philadelphia, and his name is Carson Wentz. Here, look, literally, like I have had people who have like Giants fans, Jets fans, Steelers fans. People just texting me, going, "Hey, uh, yeah, congrats, Carson Wentz, for you." <laughs> that that's the theme. That's it. It's like, oh, hey, Mazel. It's like, guess what? He's good, and he is, man. He's really good. There's something special about this kid. You look at him and just. 
the maturity, the poise, the toughness. I mean, that kid was on Monday Night Football last night. Not only goes out and wins the game, but no turnovers for the second straight. I mean, what the hell is that? And, and on top of that, just ha seems cool. Seems like none of it was too big for him. Monday Night Football was not too big for this kid in his second career start. And something that going into this, because the Eagles had put it out and the NFL Network had put it out too with the, the mic'd up sound effect. And you saw the interaction between Doug and Carson and just how that kind of goes. And the grooming of, you know, having the coach and the QB come in at the same time. And that's one thing I think we haven't said enough. Is that the fact when you had the, the only thing that really changes a football team is if a new head coach or a new quarterback comes in. And when you get both at the same time and they both hit, you know, these are some of the things that you start wondering about. Like, how did we're having the same kind of conversation as we did against the Browns? They said... Well, you go prove it again. It's a, a way at a Monday night football game on a larger stage, and he did it again, and so did Doug. And they they did the same things that we wanted them to do. Stay with the empty sets. Go attack the Chicago secondary. Use Trey Burton. And, boy, did those all hit last night. They came out. Let's just I mean, it was short increments in that first drive. There wasn't any deep shots until later, but that's exactly what you wanted to see and do. And, again, the audibles recognizing the defense, telling people where to go. All those things are just more check marks for Carson Wentz to say, yeah, this guy is it. Now, I want to, because that's been a big narrative so far, and I'm not trying to discredit, like, hey, you know, rookie quarterback that didn't expect to start week one is has a pretty good semblance of reading defenses and, you know, the top 1% as far as knowledge. Is it because that we haven't seen a quarterback audible in three years that we're so <laughs> impressed with it, or are we actually supposed to be impressed with it? Yeah, like it's like Sam Bradford is watching that game last night and being like, that MFR. <laughs> he gets to do all that, and I did. I would have checked off I there. I would have done that. I would have done that same thing in that spot, and everyone loves this kid. Come on, man. I would have told Darren Sproles to go into a pistol <laughs> formation. No, but it's, it's a great point, John, because it, it is kind of, you don't know if it's just the excitement of something new or if it's something really special. And um, at least from what I've seen, it, it, at least watching the kid, it's special. And, 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 and coming so young, so, uh, you know, at least expectedly raw, it, we haven't seen any of that. But I think the other stuff that you were kind of leaning to is really what's most interesting to me is because, look, you know, whether Wentz was ready or not, like him being, it, it, I think the fact that he's this good this quickly or at least this, this good and this mature this quickly is what's so jarring and exciting. But it's not a shock that Carson Wentz can play quarterback in the NFL. It's just that it's happening so quickly. Doug Peterson might be a really good coach. Yeah. And that's the part for me that is like, I think that's a oh tougher man, thing. I'm kind of wrong. Because he was, but <laughs> all the stuff you said, yeah. all that he's using his personnel exactly how they should be. And then on top of that, He's actually getting really creative with what he's doing, and, and and a lot of fun, you know, stuff to watch. Not not nearly as boring or as uh, you know plotting as we expected. Yeah, and again, thus far, it really. I mean, the bigger box to check, just like you said, is I, I don't see Andy Reid here. You know, I don't see a guy that's coming in and mismanaging the clock, misusing his players, having awful calls in the red zone. The only thing I was really kind of like eh, a little bit about is towards the end of the game when they're trying to. Punt. I love the aggressiveness, first of all. I love Two that he kind of came in there and just says, there. you know, you're in fourth and goal, and without a, a bearish penalty there, probably wouldn't have made it, but the defense was playing so well they're at that half-yard line or the inch line at that point. I didn't understand the Darren Sproles thing. Like, why not just – just a weird play call yeah, there. But then, but then the Matthews play call was brilliant. Like, yeah, to go is. to that with that second shot, all right, I screwed up the play call here. Let me correct that and go with a great play call, a little pitch fake, and then out to Wide Matthews. Open. It was perfect. It was a perfect play call. And that's where you start to, you know, get into the rhythm of, like, how did how did the rest of the NFL kind of miss on this guy? Because Doug was supposed to be, Doug was the boring like not, I mean honestly, the, he was the boring choice. There was nothing that you could identify any of this with. And although there are similar, there's definitely similarities in Andy's offense that you see there, of course, but not like this, not like this. I mean, there's a, the suddenly, well, and, and Jack Fritz pointed this out, our good friend. Uh, and you can you can go follow him on the Twitter.com and. I forget uh, actually his it's handle. It's Jack right? underscore Fritz thirty four or something along yeah, those lines. It made me, just Jack Fritz is the man. Yeah, Look it made up. me laugh because he's like, oh, now all of a sudden we love the hurry up again, and that's what they were doing. They were coming out and they were yeah. you know firing it out People there. We were digging it. Yeah, exactly. It's like, whoa, what is this whole thing? And it's the same. No huddle. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> never seen this before. And that's the same type of thing. Where it's like, oh, this is fresh and new, and you just add the audibles in there, and, and suddenly everybody's kind of a genius, and. 
that's where that's where I'm at right now. I mean, there is there as as good as Carson Wentz played, Doug, you know, nailed this thing. And I get I get the pump the brakes type of thing with like, hey, it's it's Chicago and and Cleveland. But I'm going to tell you, like I told you this morning on Twitter, take the brakes, take the brake pads, and throw them over the wall, whip, because I'm tired of pumping the brakes. I hate pumping the brakes. There's you have to. What's the other side of saying? Okay, well, I won't get my expectations up again. Like, what else do you need to see here? The floor is again; it's it's there. It's it's just where he's going to reach the ceiling. Same with Doug too. You know, there's there's going to be those ugly moments that are going to pop up through the season. But who cares? You well, know? well, in theory, right? Being a fan is is supposed to you know pop off at this type of stuff, right? I mean, you're supposed to get excited. We have just been kicked in the junk so many times over and over and over again in this city that. It's hard to believe anything real, but you alluded to it before going to the Doug thing. I mean, I, the, one of the things that's been the most uh, you know heartening for me over the last week or so is was watching that mic'd up week one thing where it's like, this dude is loose. This dude is in his first. Because yeah. we keep talking about Carson and his first start and stuff, but hey, you know what? It's also Doug Peterson's first start and his first moment in that spotlight with the whole team on his back. And they're his guys in... And watching him stalk those sidelines and, you know, telling Carson, like, don't worry about it, don't worry about it. Like, like he just, he <laughs> felt like he had complete command. He felt like he was loose. He felt like he was having a good time. And it was just, like, the way he interacted with his players. And, and I was not one to, I, I don't think I hate Chip Kelly nearly as much as a lot of people in this city. Not a fan right now, but, I, I mean, it was, we never even saw anything like that with Chip. It wasn't no. even close. Like, this guy seems like he, like, has relationships with these guys. And that's exactly what you want to see. It was uh, man, I'm I I am really starting to do a full 180 on Doug, and it's really it's it's jarring because at first you're just so like this is you know Barney friggin' Rubble. He's so so like <laughs> uninspiring, and, and he's proven everybody wrong. Yeah, and that's um, that's the kind of and there's look, there's a huge matchup now becoming on uh, on Sunday, and again everybody's going to see it. It's it's not a full national game, but it's going to be the late game. And you're going to have, unfortunately, you're going to have Nance and Sims kind of rocking and rolling oh, there for it. But, uh, listen you know, to Merrill. Yeah, listen to Merrill all day long. And uh, that's, I guess that's what people are kind of waiting for. There's the pump the brakes aspect of just like, let's see how he does. And listen, I'm, I, I'm not to say that Pittsburgh's a bad team. They're a phenomenal team. But their secondary hasn't really improved that much. And really, it's just a, a way more intense front seven that you're going to see. So I do think there's going to be a lot of mistakes made there. I don't think that Jason Kelsey's going to be able to hold up. And, uh, you know, Ryan Matthews missed some important blocks last night. So I, I could see that when you have Harrison and Shazier and Ryan or <laughs> Jarvis Jeans. Jarvis Jeans. With, uh, as Matt Daring likes to say. But uh, other than that, I, 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 don't, I don't understand people's kind of hesitation with everything. He throws an accurate deep ball every time. He throws an accurate. I mean, it was underthrown to Aguilar on the one big throw, which should have been a pass interference early on. But um, like I, like I'm saying, James, like I'm I'm ready. I think it's just the wins are whatever, and I'll keep seeing them develop. That's yeah, it. that that's the key. Saying the wins are whatever because it's so funny. And we were just talking about this the other day. It's like. You know, I came into the season, regardless of everything else, I'm like, even after the trade, after Wentz, I'm like, let's not get carried away. This is not a playoff team. That's not what's important. And I still believe that that's not what's important. I don't care where this team finishes this particular season. But they might be a playoff team at this point. That's where we're at right now. I mean, the NFC East is garbage. You know, I know the Giants have the best defense in the history of football, but <laughs> I, it is garbage there. And I, I, none of those teams are inspiring. None of those teams are something that you worry about. And this Eagles team is 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 solid. Like, I, again, I don't think they're a legit contender, but they could win this division, which is something that, again, I'm not, I don't really care. I, don't, I just want to see Carson develop. But I think this Sunday is going to be really, really interesting. Ryan Chazier, we talk, I mean, he's the best defensive player that Carson Wentz has stood across. Oh, yeah. The most impact guy he's stood across the line from. Um, but you can throw on Pittsburgh. I mean, that, that past defense is really nothing special. And now it's know, better than the Bears. Well, I, I would say, better, yeah, you know, probably. But, but it's not like statistically it's not. Not right. that that matters. But statistically it's not. I mean, Pittsburgh has gotten thrown all over. Um, but I, I, look, I, I would be really, really surprised if they can find a way to win on Sunday. But. Having said that, I mean, it, I don't think it's because this team or, and Carson Wentz aren't ready for that type of matchup. I, I think that 
maybe the Steelers might just be a better team. Yeah, and there's just and there has to be at some point. Like this is the other thing that we were talking about last night, uh, and you know I, I had made the point of now it's just time to get Carson Wentz weapons, more weapons, something that's like completely reliable, not just Jordan Matthews, not just Nelson Aguilar, not just DGB. Who, to, to be honest, I think <laughs> you know the, the, the times where he's up there had a kind of up and down game I mean the, again he wins where he's supposed to with those slant routes and he made a couple of first downs which I thought was really nice but it's what he does John. Uh, other than that I mean even on the comeback routes and like some of the some of the inside out routes and the, all that it just he just isn't there you know so there's got to be there's got to be a different guy and I'm to the point now where it's I understand how often you know we're, we're going to talk about Jason Kelsey and the rest of the offensive line a little bit later here but when you start to look at this thing and just go like, look, if this kid can just chuck it out there and take the type of hits where, you know, whoever was on that holding penalty and still get crushed by three guys, throw a dart to Brent Selleck down in the middle of the field. It was field. Jason Kelsey. It was, it was Jason not. Kelsey. Yeah, well, <laughs> sorry, Jason. I'm not, I'm not trying to pile on you, pal. But there is that aspect of, okay, well, if he can do that. And, again, I always use the example of, and it's just because, uh, one, people have already compared him to it already, and he's facing him on Sunday. Ben Roethlisberger goes through the same thing, but he is Antonio Brown, and it is very hard to find Antonio Brown. I'm not saying that it's so easy to go pluck it out, but he, I never thought I would say this. I never thought I would come back to this. Maybe you need to knock on the, on the Browns' door one more time and just just take a second and peek at Josh Gordon. Because because I, I I never thought I would say it, but I, I it's because of the development of Carson and the football team of where it is now. If you want to come in and really be a divisional contender, Howie might need to pull some magic one more time. It doesn't have to be Gordon either, but they need a reliable target. It, depending on what or ha, what happens, Zerts, because I still think you can go on there. But I think there needs to be another trade now if you want to start getting serious about this year. Yeah, I think you're probably right. Again, no, look really do I mean how much it comes down to what you have to give up for this year because again I just said it they are a contender for the NFC East this year for sure playoffs I oh, yeah with the rest of the league yeah. who knows uh, but Probably I not. I'm not I'm not mortgaging anything for the you know no, not a mortgage. next year the year after that is still my main focus Carson Wentz moving into the future is still my focus but Sure, look. If but if you were a, to give up Michael Kendricks in a pick for in somebody. In a second, I'd give up Michael Kendricks for, uh, we're at the Fox and <laughs> Hound on th 15th and Spruce. I'm trying to look at things on the street outside I'd give them up for, and there are a fair amount of them, all oh, right? Oh, there's a sewer drain that's right yes, over there. Yes, I mean, that warning sign, I feel like I could rip that down. I'd take that for Michael Kendricks. I, I mean, I would definitely take Ethan Gregg or sales guy John <laughs> for, for Michael Kendricks in a second. That's a win all day. I, you know, like, I'm just, yes. Give me Josh Gordon. Anyway, yeah, I, I anyway think yeah, I'm fine. I'm or or fine. something like that. I think right. I'm ready There's for it. There's a lot of risk there, but I, I agree with the, the principled point that Carson Wentz is way better than we expected. Maybe not than the team expected, but he's better than we expected, and he needs weapons, and he does not have them, so give him weapons. Or how about how about this? Since we since they just played him last night, how about a guy like Eddie Royal? Yeah. You know, something just low-end where a you're just going to be able to. A you can count on, yeah. it, you know, to make a catch or two when you need it. They don't have a lot of those guys. We saw guys, everybody dropping balls. I mean. Eddie Royal catches the ball. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's what I'm saying. Like there was nothing to say. Yeah, but. and if you and I'm, I, I just feel now like it's it's amazing how much that Carson Wentz has changed the, the the you know just the the overall aspect of where this Everything. team can do just the excitement of life. That's what. <laughs> that's what I said before. It's what changes football teams: is quarterback or head coach, and he's changed it. You know, and I don't know if it, do you think. Let's play a little devil's advocate. Do you think Sam Bradford's 2-0 right now with this Eagles yeah, first team? First of all, devil's advocate, my favorite thing to do. So, <laughs> um, No, I don't. I don't, no, John. Don't I, and so. it's not as much because I don't think Sam can do could do on the field to what was needed to beat these teams. I just feel like there was a different energy around this team. I, I feel like having Carson, having that future in front of them, having something to build towards, seeing that he was ready, I just felt like this team felt different the last two weeks than they did all of you know training camp preseason, kind of just that feel around the team. So no, I don't. Yeah, and uh, I, I, I think I think they still are two and zero. Shocking! <laughs> Whoa, get out of here, John. Thinks I mean, there's no Stephon Diggs oh, right on the you. Eagles. That's what but, I'm talking about. But maybe maybe there maybe I don't know. Probably probably not because again, I love min you, Sam Bradford. <laughs> Yo. 
Yo, this is, I, mean, I we still haven't done the song yet. I, I know, I'm so disappointed. All right, we'll get we'll get there because well, you know especially what? because right. hold up, hold up, real quick. Yeah, you you have a built-in song that is like perfect. It's perfect for, for it. It's like you don't even have to do any work. You just have to <laughs> record it. Like get it we together. We do the lyrics. That's it. It takes five. That's uh, so, okay. So the the Bradford Stan song will come in Minnesota <laughs> because that's I mean honestly that's, that's going to be the week to do it. That's the week to do it. Yeah. Oh, that's going to be a jacked up week. Oh. Uh, yeah, I, I still think they are. It's, just, it's probably not in a, in a more impressive way. I mean, this is, you know, that's what I'm saying. I think it's, I think it's part that Wentz is that good, and that's that's in the forefront, right? Yeah, that's it, without a doubt. I think the subtext of some of that is, you didn't expect him to, and you didn't expect him to start week one in the first place. So we I didn't think expect that's, that's any that of it. This is forward. all like a, it's right. like a flood of excitement. It's like we didn't expect him to start. Then he's starting. Then he's awesome. Then he's really awesome. He's impossible. It's like it's just a flood of awesomeness out of like we were going from having Sam Radford and I know John, you love him, but yeah. Sam Radford and kind of a lost year to we oh my god that. the future yes and yeah. now the future is literally in front of us and punching us in the face and it's like the best punch in the face you could ever ask for. It's it's, it's insane. Yeah, uh, and and that's the other thing too. It's just you know, <laughs> I I the I it's weird that the defense was very impressive. At, at, at different points in the game, but it, I'm still waiting for that dominance, yeah, that, like Jim Schwartz. You know, there's mm. not like, and, and and you could probably and Matt and John did a, who did a fantastic job on the on one eight with the reaction show. Also, kind of said the same things about the offense. Like there hasn't been that big punching, like you know, do, big huge splash play that's happened. Yeah, it, but it, it's not to take any credit away. I mean, they really have played well against. Two offenses that have been bad, real bad. Just bad. I think, honestly, John, I think that's what it comes down to is that, I I mean, whether or not you're, you know, and again, we just talk, I don't want to poo-poo what they've done. I don't, and I hate the people out there being like, well, who cares? It's the Browns and the Bears. Like, right. whatever. They beat who's in front of them. They beat who they have to beat. Having said that, just the eye test, just watching these games. Like you said, it wasn't watching it like, oh, my God, this defense is so impressive. It was a lot of watching it like, ah, these these offenses are really bad. Yeah. You know, like you could see it. Um, so that's why this week is so exciting because, look, we, we think that – I think that Carson can, can do something against that Pittsburgh passing defense, but that's a good defense. They're going to shut down the run game. They're going to find ways to get in Carson's head. I don't think it's going to be a, a flawless offensive game. Defensively, this is the first challenge that this defense, this vaunted – it's not yeah, vaunted, yeah, but this yeah. talented, excited defense, this defense we were excited about, this Jim Short scheme, this is the first real test, you know, and it's going to be interesting to see how it kind of plays out. Yeah, and um, before we get into that, and they, it was fantastic to use again last night, I'm telling you, if you don't have it already for football season, Clip It is where it needs to be. It is the hottest app that is out there. It is live television in the palm of your hand, and ESPN was streaming beautifully in high-quality HD and can make up the 30-second clips Share them on Facebook, share them on Twitter, uh, and enhance them for your blog post because we do that every time now when we post a BGN Radio episode. And you saw, James, the defense where, you know, he, they kind of set the tone early. Uh, you saw Malcolm Jenkins, and yes, there was the protest with him and Stephen Means and Ron Brooks, and I guess that was like the... I'm holding my fist in oh, yeah, right yeah, you know, People can't no, see you holding your fist. I don't think it's the funny thing is, is there are a lot of people here, there's still a little inside baseball, a lot of people <laughs> here who are just eating and hanging out and not really paying attention to it. So I'm just a guy in the corner <laughs> with, talking with to a microphone my fist in the air. Like, what, what is happening right now? This guy has his fist in the air. I'm hoping there's one person out there who's looking at me like I'm crazy. Oh, man. There's a guy in a Patrick. What the hell? Is, there's it's a guy a in a Patrick, Patrick Kane. Kane jersey. Get, get out. Get out. Get out get of here, Patrick out. Kane. Yo, you're gone. Get out, get out of here. Nobody <laughs> wants you here, Patrick. Yeah, the, the, the funny part about uh, the Fox and the Hound, which that is really all. That really happened. That yeah. wasn't Patrick No, there's a Patrick Kane. Patrick Kane jersey. Really? Yeah. Get, yeah. get the hell out it's of here. It's Team USA, so I understand. There's the, there's the World oh, Hockey Champions. Uh, whatever. Find a better like one. Yes. Get ever, a Mike though. Madonna ever, jersey ever. or something, yeah. right? <laughs> Come but on. Be real. Honestly, that's what makes the Fox and Hound great is not just if you're an outsider, too. It's the Michigan the, the I don't know unofficial unofficial I just made it up unofficial yeah it's the most unofficial uh, Michigan bar it's also a Steelers bar so it's interesting oh, there oh, coming in all these all these Steeler things are happening here so if you want to come find some Steeler fans steal out when the Eagles beat them on Sunday come here yeah that's right and uh, make fun of them and scream at them um, just like hopefully you're gonna see I, I I don't know like th- there are there are things that concern me more about this defense than. Than they do, and and I think people are kind of just like they won the game and they made it great, 
and that's it. And it's just kind of accepted that this is this is a great defense. I'm not quite sold on that yet. Well, the, I, I'm with you. I'm not either, but there, it's not just that. It's that, you know, the numbers. Also, I know it's a very small sample size, but people love to say, oh, they're fifth in the league against run. They're yeah. eighth in the league against best. First in, first in points allowed. That's all that what stuff, I mean, right? first yeah. in points allowed. So it's like uh, uh, sample sizes. Sample yeah. sizes. <laughs> you and your sample sizes. It's like you can't, two games. I'm sorry, you can, you can get some sort of read. There are things to react to, but you can't, like, make full-scale judgments off of two games. Yeah, and I'm not saying it's bad in, like, I just look at, I mean, let's. we got to be honest here, Philadelphia. Kyle Long took care of Fletcher Cox last night. Like, Oregon. not not in a, not Oregon. in a just like, you know, <laughs> just to, not in just like a, won a couple of plays, like handled Fletcher Cox. And when you saw Jim Schwartz go, all right, fuck this. We're going to slide him over and be on Cody Whitehair from now on. They doubled him. And and he got picked up. Now he was still able to move the pile and create pressure right. and all that. I'm not taking that away from him. But Kyle Long definitely handled him, and that that just kind of went, oh, Uh-oh. okay. Well, you're supposed to be the wrecking crew here, and you know, and, and maybe that's my fault. And a lot of people from for all they're saying, yeah, put him in the Hall of Fame. He's you know, he's next Reggie <laughs> Brown. Oh, Reggie Brown. Jerome Brown, what is wrong with me tonight, I don't Reggie know, Brown? John. I, someone it's all the people. The I think the Patrick Kane <laughs> thing really just <laughs> yeah, threw. For it really a loop. did because Patrick Kane's an asshole and yeah, uh, he deserves to be in jail. Pretty bad guy. Yeah. So <laughs> there's there's a uh, but but I don't understand um, why it's. I mean, <laughs> I guess I don't understand why why the defense isn't popping. You know, and I, maybe it's because of the moving pieces there too. Uh, McAlvin not being there. Sure, I'm sure that affected a couple of things. It obviously affected Malcolm Jenkins and, and Jalen Mills on that long bomb to, to yeah, Alshon Jeffrey, which, which you have to like never, ever do. And they, they I don't know, teams continue to do that. But what is it going to take for this defense to finally get a click in here? You know, we, we need, those sacks need to come eventually because the secondary is just not good enough right now. Yeah, but they do have six sacks, which is, I, I believe, tied for eighth or in the league or four, fifth in the league. It's pretty good as far as the number goes. Um, yeah, maybe, and maybe I'm probably I being too hard. It's of them. just they're not. They're, you're, it's not splash plays, but they're. I mean, they're getting the job done. Yeah, I, I think part of it has just been that it doesn't stand out because these offenses are so bad. I mean, you're really nothing is jumping off the screen. It's not really taking splash plays. It's just these offenses are making mistakes, and this, you know, it's just it's been ugly football. Really, when other offenses have been on the field against this defense, it's been ugly football. And we don't know whether that's because this defense is legit and, and causes teams to play ugly football or because they went up against two shitty offenses. So, I, you know, I don't really know. I think we, that's why I think more than anything, this defense, for, you know, we know, look, Carson's going to struggle again. You know, I wish we had like a little button we could press like the disclaimer. Carson Wentz will have struggles. He will throw interceptions at some point. It will happen, I promise. You know what I mean? Like that kind of thing. But, like, you know, but that in mind. Um, I think we kind of have a feel for what the offense is and what it could be. We kind of know what people's limitations are and stuff. We're still kind of wondering what this defense is going to be, and I don't think we've really seen it be tested yet. So I think it's really hard to get a, a, a real grip on what they are. Yeah, and it's uh, and just like I said, it's not like they're doing a bad job. I mean, I, I say that in you know Destiny Viejo has a strip sack. So like when yeah, you get Nigel those Bradham definite, with that bet was a Nigel nice Bradham has been yeah, a he's shocking been really surprise nice to me. Yeah, me too. And and maybe that's because it didn't pay a lot of attention to what Buffalo was doing last year. But he had a good year in Buffalo. It was just all all the snaps before that. You know, as a special teamer, as a fill in yeah. guy, and yeah, he's really kind of come along here. Um, so maybe more Cabana boys. Uh, it needs, hey. needs to happen to oh. the offseason. I don't know. What it, I don't know what it is. Yeah. But uh, hey, yeah, I, I mean, like, he, uh, not only that, but when is the last time that you saw like an outside guy be able to cover so well? I mean, he was he was in the coverage. Mike Caldwell. Yeah, that's a, yeah, <laughs> pro- probably right. Like you can't. Carlos even, Emmons. Was, yeah, was oh, Carlos <laughs> Emmons. That's, a, that's actually what Glenn Macknell said yesterday. Is that oh, really? Oh, okay, it's a fantastic go. name. Yeah, there you so. go. Yeah, I mean, those are the names that pop into my head. And it's been a long time. It's yeah, decade ish. You know. And uh, you know, Jordan Hicks is still still all around the ball. Um, and it's just that, that that other side is just it's kind of just up in the air. Stephen Tullock, he saw a couple of times last night. He almost had an interception there. So um, you know, th- th- not, I'm not trying to take anything away. Things are things are flowing. Things are getting there. It's just maybe it's more that I'm focused on Fletcher Cox and just blatantly surprised or underestimated Kyle Long being there after seeing them against Houston and just struggling so many times over and over again. 
it's in their house. It was Monday night. I know James you had said, well, maybe he just got up for it because he know it's you know you yeah. know it's Fletcher Cox and you can turn that on at some point. And I also think we talked about this both on our pregame show on BGN at BGN underscore radio and of course on WIP on our Saturday show. I mean, Chicago's just a better line on the inside. We expected Sitton. I mean, Sitton looked so much better Way in better. his second start. He, he, like, I think a lot of that came from miscommunication. If you go back now in hindsight and watch that Pittsburgh-Houston week one matchup, I think a lot of those mistakes came from the fact that Sitton was coming in a week before the season and they're really trying to, you know, putting light, white hair in for Larson. I mean, there was a lot of changeover on that, which was originally Hiranas Grasso who got hurt during the preseason. I mean, they had a lot of turnover on that line. But I also think what we saw is that the line made it a point that they said, we're going to control the interior mm-hmm. here. And guys like Bobby Massey had to go one-on-one with Brandon Grimes, and he has fucking ass whipped. Oh, yeah. No, like, bra- ass whipped. That's, you that's know, it. and I think that's kind of the, the <laughs> you know, offshoot. Yes, Fletcher Cox kind of didn't have the best game, but there were so repercussions from Chicago, you know. And, and I do think Kyle Long won one-on-one more than he should have. But I think there were other repercussions that came from that as well. Yeah, BG had a hell of a game, a and piece. so did Vinny Kerr. Like I mean, they big, were just constantly on – the, you know, every tackle's ass here. Do you ever remember a player who was not, you know, the refrigerator or something like this massive, like, who was as strong as... Bre- yeah, I've no. never seen anybody just push a human being, a 350-man human being, like he does. A guy who was trying to fight you, and Brandon Graham was, like, literally just walking him down the field. It's like a, it's like a little kid. He's just pushing him along. Like, it's it's wild. He's a strong, strong human well, being. Well, yeah, when you can take, I mean, like, I know it's uh, even during the preseason when they played the Steelers, actually, I think he took Jesse James for a ride yeah. down the sideline. Oh, terrific. Like, <laughs> just kept going. It was like, whoop. <laughs> then took like, care of him. Almost like I was going to take him in the, in the, you know, the tunnel and just yes. keep on pushing. Yeah. Back to Penn State. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah, exactly. And there is uh and look, I'm not I'm not taking look they, they won in the trenches last night on both sides, without a doubt. The offensive line I think held up uh, pretty well. And especially after that semi rough start, they really seemed to pick it up, especially in the running game. Yeah, and when you and, and you just see again like Ryan Matthews isn't gonna I mean, he should have those at some point, those breakout like we saw it, sixty one yard type runs and and those that are going on, but you just forget like how strong he is, how agile he can oh hold up. God. That first TD run when oh it looks like collapses, bounces up, keeps himself up a yeah, one hand puts and that one bounces hand on it the right back in. Oh. God almighty, well, I wish I could just stay healthy. Yeah, athleticism, balance, strength. He's got everything you need in a, in to be a really good running back. He's not necessarily maybe the fastest guy, but he's a good running back, man. Like, And he's got vision. He's got you know awareness of, of the situation. He's just... He's gonna get hurt. Like it's, it, I guess especially if he's taking those poundings. It is what it is. We, history says we're screwed. Yeah, I, I know. That's what I'm saying. Well, as a great Merrill Reese would say, he's not fast, but he's not slow. <laughs> uh, yeah, he dropped one of those. We in are there. totally dropping that in. <laughs> right there. We're gonna go back to the email and be like, well, I'll tell you, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> God, so, I love Merrill. Merrill's the best. I love being able to talk about Merrill yeah, too. Yeah, exactly. That's the best thing about being at WIP. But well, and, one of the many. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So there, between that and I think like Darren Sproles actually finally had, it, it, it started to turn that wheel a little better. It got those tougher yards. And it's a big part of the offense. Yeah. We talked about that coming into the preseason where there was that whole thing, oh, you know, Doug Peterson really wants to use Darren Sproles. And we're like, all right, well, so did Chip Kelly. Yeah, that worked blah, out blah, well. Blah. Yeah, He's yeah. using Darren, Darren Sproles a legitimate like piece of this offense whether it's working or not he's he's giving him touches which is another thing that like maybe maybe it's time for us to put down put down the, <laughs> oh, no. the brick wall that we keep putting up and saying that like well they said this thing and then they're actually going to do this thing and then they actually do that thing it's it's you know? jarring john i will i refuse to believe that they're telling me the truth they're sucking us that in. can't they're, be true they're sucking I, us john, in up john i will never believe it nothing they say is true it's just the way i was raised <laughs> It's hard, it's hard to break out of that, Johnny. So what? Uh, yeah. So everybody. So yeah. Dude, we're just constantly the Negadelphi is going to stick in your head. No, but that's what I've been impressed about is is the steps. Other than completely lying to us about the Wentz situation and all that other Speaking stuff. Speaking of Negadelphia, though, there is <laughs> it, uh, we can't always be happiness with this fan base, can we? Something always has to come along. Well, here's that kind of kicks you in the gut. And I can't believe we're, what, 30-something minutes into this podcast and we have not brought this up yet because it's probably the news of the day. Be, uh, the as far as like this fellow here or this fellow here? We're talking about this oh, guy. Yeah, yeah. That so, guy. So, yeah, the, the Lane Johnson. <laughs> uh, it sounds like there's finally some movement there. 
James, why don't you fill me in? Because I actually didn't. Yeah. I, I skimmed through it. October 4th? October 4th. So, so he will be playing on Sunday against the Steelers, which is nice. And and you actually spoke to Dave Spadaro along with Glenn Mack now and Dan Klecko on the pregame show kind of going back and forth. And we'll get into that because I want to see if you agree with Dave who said he would have preferred to have Lane for the first few games of Wentz's career. And Glenn said he'd rather have him for the last. I want to see where you stand on that. Um, but it, it does look like... He's going to play against the Steelers, and then October 4th is during that bye week, the early bye this year. Crazy, right? Three yeah. games and a bye. I hate that. You know, it's, never, it's, Just it's, always been a, it's always been at least four. You know, they usually wait till that fifth week. It's very rare in the history for teams to not play a month of football. And I think it's too early with as long a season as it is. But whatever, that's neither here nor there. Um, but so October 4th, he will. there will be a decision that day. So the, the very, very most likely thing that will happen is he will play Sunday and then he will be out until week 15 or whatever it or is. Or whatever. Week yeah, 16. I, I, and I actually, I agree with Spuds. 14, excuse me. I do too. Because, I totally agree. I'm with you. Because now you, now he get, now he's got the speed. Now he's taking the hits. Now he's doing all that. It. So now, uh, you know, when Matt Tobin olays I, a couple of people here and there. Oh, God. Then he can no, he that was the darkest thing the gentleman ever say about Iowa. That was it. That that's was the, it right the there. biggest slight in the... That's the first time you've ever spoken poorly of Matt Tobin in the history of Matt Tobin. Which, by the way, Carson Wentz. Listen, <laughs> you can say whatever you want. Okay, I- I'll follow you to from here to to the to wherever. Bison. It is. When you go Bison. when you go on Sports Center with Scott Van Pelt Bison. and you say that you're not surprised that you're you're you know silly little FCS school oh, 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 beat a, oh, no. a, a, a top twenty uh, Iowa school. Uh, come, come fight me. You know, you talk to me. Tweet at me bison. is what I'm going to say. But or is that Sports Center anchor kept saying bison? Bison, <laughs> the bison. It's the bison. Yeah. So yeah, I'm definitely with with Lane playing now because even I mean he's your. You paid. Listen, you paid him to be your left tackle. I know that we're we're going to have that kind of argument into next year or whether they made a mistake with that or not. But that they doesn't did. really cost I mean, if, you, if if this suspension goes through, it's a mistake. Period. And it's, unless you have a way to recoup that money, obviously they do. They do. It's, it's so all then back whatever. Today. That's yeah. fine. I mean, but look, I think if nothing else, it's not a mistake since you can get the money back. Or, but it is a mistake in the sense you. I think you absolutely have to reevaluate your plan in the sense of you need to say, all right, maybe he's not our left tackle. We might have paid him, and hopefully he is, but we need to invest in other infrastructure, though we have another plan if this guy gets a two-freaking-year suspension his career essentially. Which makes even more... Uh, and maybe maybe it's in there to... I mean, like not that they knew it was coming. I think it was just kind of a surprise to everybody there. But that's why... I mean, just imagine now if Jason Peters wasn't here. God. You know, what if they did make that call and be uh, like, you know, you're true. $9 million. You just, even his about. veteran... Even his wow. vet, just his veteran uh, Wiles or whatever, you know, that's worth it. It's better than Matt Tobin. Yeah. Sorry, John. Yeah, and deal with <laughs> or like... Well, but in that case, maybe you don't move Dennis Kelly. I think what's like instead oh, of you DJB don't. Yeah, I think you don't. Like maybe I think you what's going to happen guys. is there a chance? I think they move Barber. They slide Barber out and don't bring Tobin. I could see that too. Probably bring yeah. Wisniewski in. Uh, interesting though. I mean, like then you're. I mean, Kelsey, Jason Kelsey's bad at football yeah. right now. Like he's, and I, I think it's a scheme thing. I, I, I don't blame him. I, I really do think that he is ill-equipped to run the vast majority of NFL schemes because of his size. Well, but it's it's interesting because actually, he's bad, off the, off the uh, when when we weren't on the air, Dan Klecko actually kind of broke it down for me. I thought that was interesting. It was just interesting here, and Jamal Jackson too. Sorry, which, which is great. Former a, NFL center, yeah, yeah. former NFL defensive lineman. You can't ask for better people to break those down. Yeah. So Jamal was just saying to me things of, hey, you know, like when Howard Mudd came along, like that was his that was his perfect guy because Kelsey's not a guy that you can kind of just lay out there have have you know be a be a beef eating grinder and just be a you know one of the shredders that takes on the 300 pound tackle or whoever that comes through there he was the guy to get to that second level immediately on those outside zones yeah. howard munn is is famous i mean like that was all he did in indianapolis is those outside zones it's actually why jim schwartz created the wide nine it's why he did that was to stop that zone read because it kept coming and coming and coming so when you completely change and now like this system is completely like just Big dudes push forward and get them off the ball and not so much concentrated on get to that second level so fast. It's it's not that and there might be see this is the people are just gonna go, oh he sucks and he when he showed us that last year. I think both things like he had that knee injury for so long and played through it, and now he's in a completely different system where you're in a gap blocking system and it just doesn't allow you to do the things that you're really great at and you're taking on big guys like 
Danny Shelton, and you're taking on those that front seven of the Bears, and you just get mauled yeah, over. Yeah, like Eddie Goldman, it was a monster, monster. until he got hurt. And, and here's yeah. what I worry about because we talked about it, and again, I shall say it. According to the internet, the greatest defense in the history of football, literally better than the Cowboys' O line comparatively. That's how wow. amazing it is according to the internet. But like, no joke, Jonathan Hankins and Damian Harrison, like those are men. No, the no they really That's are. That's like. 800 pounds of dude, almost yeah. like 750 pounds of guy, manly, tough football player guy in front of you. Like Jason Kelsey, like I don't know how you go in to, to play the Giants with Jason Kelsey at center. Like I don't know how you do that. Like I don't, you have to adjust. I mean, Peterson has to adjust here. There has to be some sort of thing that they can do, like you said, to find the the the, the you know things that Jason Kelsey does well and try to utilize them within their scheme because otherwise they may as well put Stefan Wisniewski in there. And he's not a very good center either. Well, and, and I think there might be, you know, uh, coming to that point where, and I know this is kind of goes back to our, our thing about do you invest now in offensive line or do you invest in weapons? And obviously, the obvious answer is why not both? And I get that. <laughs> I get that. Trust me. Please just John, I want to do both. tweet okay? at Brandon Gowton if you have a problem with what I just said. But <laughs> Really, Brandon? I love that. <laughs> Poor Brandon. I mean, see, Matt, Matt throws us under the bus. We throw Brandon under the bus. Go. It's just Gar- a cycle of this. I want Guardy McBeef on. or Plaxico Burris. That's what I want. Is yeah. that, is that okay? <laughs> Which, yeah, the, the debate rages on. By the way, uh, speaking of that, uh, we're going to have a lot of new T-shirts at, yes. uh, at the BGN Radio yes, Store. some awesome We ones. have the Ginger High Life shirt that is up there right now. That's awesome. Head to BGNRadio.com. Click on the store. You can get it. Uh, most popular thus far has been the Kelly Green baseball tee. And, uh, but we have the nice like asphalt look at T-shirt, hoodies, uh, all that, plus your BGN Radio gear, cups, mugs, phone cases, all that fun stuff in there too. But I think... And this is this... You're just going to have to see... How, I would Now it would make me feel a little more comfortable... We know what Wisniewski is, and you know, every, even our own Matt Daring wanted him off the team before the season started, and they did too. They were trying to move him. I get it, uh, but I, I think they really drafted uh, Samalu to be a center to be the center. I think so too, and I, I think that's the replacement. And he, which is weird to me. I mean, like he's obviously a bigger framed Jason Kelsey, oh, yeah. but he is just as quick. I mean, like there is, there's the same type of. I really still think he's a guard in the system, but who knows? I've been wrong about everything else this year, too. Yeah, but I do think he's a guard. I agree with you, and I think he could be a good guard. I almost feel like, look, you can find centers. Not that I'm not taking away, look, the Cowboys use a first-round pick, one of their 10 trillion first-round picks, on Travis Frederick, and guess what? That was the right call. Yeah. (laughs) Right? You know, so sometimes there are centers that are worth taking those risks for and taking that high. Um, but for the most part, you can take guys who play guard in college, and you can take guys who are a little more athletic and can be a guard in college, slide them over to the pros and say, all right, you're a center now, and it works a lot of times. So, I mean, it just depends on the guy in the system, but I think that if you have a guy who's talented enough to play guard, you put him in guard. Yeah, and, and without a doubt. And there is and, – and that's why I think you're still kind of I'm, – I'm still leaning on the weapons part of this thing because, again, it just – That's where it, I it go. Just, it just 100%. changes. 100%. I know the, 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 the common phrase is always like, well, you got to build from the inside out. Not anymore. Like I, honestly, it's, old there's, it's an there's, old school way of thinking. It Look, is. we are in in a passing league now, an offensive, you know, weapons league. That's where we're at, man. And the more pass interferences you can get, honestly, the better. I mean, like, that happens. And by the way, this weekend, which, which did everybody just forget how to hold on to the damn football? Yes, or everybody fumbles. fumbles everywhere. How about kickers forgetting how to kick? Which I guess isn't that crazy. <laughs> like everything, though. Talking about across the board, it was it was an ugly, ugly weekend of football. I mean that. That Giant Saints game, I feel like that set football back years. Yeah, that was oh my God, that was atrocious football. It was, it was awful football from from the start to finish. And we're gonna get. I mean, like we have a we have a a, a, a plethora full of NFC least to, to if you want to listen to us on Saturday for it's the BJ Radio much. Show. I don't WIP. even know how we cut it down now. Uh, it's gonna be amazing. Um, which 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 kind of lead? I mean, that's what I'm saying. Which leads me into like, listen, Jordan Matthews and Nelson Aguilar. I, I don't think they had a bad game at all. Uh, Jordan kind of disappeared there for a little bit. And, I mean, the biggest faux pas was for the first half. I mean, like, you are just gunning down there. You want to get, to get and score points. That touchdown is on it your hands. It was in your you hands. absolutely have to catch those. I mean, through, throw the pen, throw the phone, throw your mother against the television, and you're just like, don't throw your mother against the television. It's a joke. Uh, but seriously. But you can cut John's voice uh, audio and send it to your mother. <laughs> That's I don't know why I'm, I'm so into the moms, but I am. Uh, but uh, more or less, uh, and, and I jinxed Nelson Aguilar. I, 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 but I did it the first week, too. I, I actually, just wanted to keep it going. It's pretty funny. You know? I saw people tweeting out. John tweets Wait, out, you no. know, he still zero catches. <laughs> and I had at least four people in my timeline who quoted John and went, 
this is your fault. This is all your fault. Yeah, Matt Mullen was one of the first ones to repoint that out. I, uh, but again, like, the, we, we didn't talk about the that incredible throw and catch that Nelson Aguilar had around three defenders. So I'm saying, like, there are still, that's still there. there the, the, that average part of them is still there. That's why I don't think he can be completely awful. But those two, again, between Matthews and between Aguilar, like, there's those are two touchdowns by... Probably by I, honestly, I'm going to bring his name up again. Eddie Royal probably catches those two touchdowns. Oh, you know, man, I love it. And so you have to be at just like there. You have to be at that level at some point where you're like, it's consistent catching. We're still back to that again. I don't want to harp on it too much because overall, I thought they did okay. And I think if Carson would have just rifled it into Aguilar on that weird like, you know, double screen move towards the end of the goal line, it probably would have been a touchdown. But still. Uh, there, we are still looking for a, 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 a go-to guy, and, and Zach Hurst needs to get no, healthy. We, we need a better guy than Eddie Royal, but I'll Probably take it, Eddie Royal. Yeah. Yeah, in case you didn't know this, the Lord song, that's about Eddie Royal. <laughs> if you could be Eddie Royal. Royal. <laughs> no, but I'm with you, man. Like, just a guy who, um, let's say those two words, like a Jason Avant, maybe someone. Yeah. I just want someone Jason who, yeah, I did, you know. I just want someone who, who Carson can count on who, when the chips are down and whether it's a guy like Avant, you know, just someone who, who has good hands or ultimately what I want is go spend the money on Alshon Jeffrey. And I don't even know if that's the mm. guy, but someone like that. Yum. Alshon's soft tissue stuff worries me. I think that's a, a lot of hamstrings, a lot of, you know, calf issues, a lot of that kind of stuff where it's like that worries me just on a, a continual basis. Yeah. But having said that, I mean – we know how good Carson Wentz can be, and he is doing it with with garbage. I mean, no, you know, not garbage, but like comparatively, he does not have a, a go-to guy, a guy who can really make something happen. I that's priority number one, two, and three for me right well, now. Well, here's what I'll say. Uh, I will say this: maybe that's Trey Burton, because oh, we we haven't even talked about All the right, Burton God, bus. Okay, yet. What's, uh, it's okay. We are fifth, forty-six minutes. We should just <laughs> shut it down. Trey Burton is the next great Eagle skill position player. You heard it from John Barchard. Shut it down. Listen, we were all over that. We were all over Dan Klosner's favorite favorite tight end of all time, and he finally comes through. Uh, And he's honestly, I think they need to, regardless of where it's there. I mean, he should be wide receiver number three. You saw him split out wide I in the agree. empty sets. He's, he's, he's a I mean, weapon. They don't have weapons. I agree. But he's not. For a, now. He's not the, the answer to, to. A safety net. He's yeah. the safety he's net. Nice. I don't think. I think between oh, you him and you're going with the Avant way. I like that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. could be Jason Avant. I could yeah, see that. Of course. And, uh, yeah. Trey Burton, the new Jason Avant. You heard it here first. But it's nice. And, and uh, again, Matt and John mentioned it on the, on the postgame pod where they, they are getting some of those things. I think this happens with a lot of different coaches that come into the league year one, but they are, it seems like those guys, those, you know, those third players, those fourth players, those fifth players on the depth chart, are, you're starting to see some contributions yes. there. And anytime you can do that, that's great. Will it last the entire season? I don't know, but, uh, you know, it's it makes it interesting, with again, with the Destiny Viejo thing like those, those great are name the, too by the way uh, yeah. seriously like oh my god destiny Viejo. yeah yeah and sounds uh, like it's like a, a spanish soap star or something <laughs> right always and uh i, I just think we, it, it's starting to become really exciting time even like I, I don't even as long as they don't get blown out in pittsburgh i'm fine with pretty much any outcome okay john here's the thing I think that they can't get blown out in Pittsburgh because the game is in Philadelphia. Bye, bye, Pittsburgh. <laughs> Not in. Sorry. Yes. No, I'm with you. Look, I just want them to play tough. I just want it to be a, you know, I want to walk out of the game and be like, oh, Eagles played with the Steelers. Yeah. You know, just all <laughs> they right. hung in there. They hung in there. That's a, right. They, they played tough. Yeah, they lost by a touchdown, but they were in that game. They had a chance. That's all I'm, I'm hoping for, and obviously anything more is great, but. Uh, that's all I asked for. Yeah, and uh, that gonna that gonna be your final thoughts as we're rolling out here. Yeah, considering we've got about fifteen more podcasts on our network. This <laughs> no, I know. Um, we'll be back. We got a preview show. We'll give our, our real uh, you know preview. Get into preview stuff. But yeah, I think my final thoughts is that I am I am on cloud nine with where they're at right now. I'm I'm way happier and more excited than I ever expected to be at this point in this season leading up to it. So. Um, it, for me, it's gravy, man. I just want to watch Carson. Oh, oh, here's my final thought. Oh, yeah. Stop fucking throwing your body in front of every defender <laughs> yeah. who's coming at you, dude. Like, seriously, like, you are this, this, you have an entire area who is in love with you and, like, waiting for you to bring us to where you are our savior, bro. Like, 
do not do that. Like, please, just take care of yourself a little bit. Think about it this way. Every time you get a hit like that, I get it. That's what I feel like. I feel that, that tackler into my ribs, into my <laughs> shoulder. Just think about that. All right, Carson, because, you know. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm not tough. Yeah. I can't handle all those hits. Well, and it just doesn't, like, I know it's, it's funny you say that because you look at some of those things where, like, how come they haven't done a design run yet? And then you start to see them <laughs> run, and you're like, well, that's probably why. It's just not It's not quite there. I know everybody wants to call him Cam, but he doesn't move like Cam, man. So, uh, but well, he's, but he ben, definitely has the that. The Ben is a much better call. You know, yeah. he's a little bit faster, but the Ben is a real better comp than, than Cam. He's not Cam. No, no, no. Cam, he's not I mean, close Cam to that is, kind Cam of mobility. Cam is like one of a kind in terms yeah, of that exactly. physical combination of yeah. things. Uh, so, uh, my final thoughts are, j- are just going to be, I, you know, uh, uh, it might it might be too hard on Jalen Mills, but I, I mean, I don't know. I, I I don't think you can't. You still can't convince me. And maybe uh, maybe this is the hill that I'll die on. And Matt, I can just hear Matt going, ugh. Uh, but I, I, Eric Rowe, you couldn't. You can't tell me that Eric Rowe couldn't keep that in front of him. You know, like at least I won't, because I am on Eric Rowe Hill <laughs> with you, John. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. So I, it's it's really strange that that would work out. And you listen. We'll, we'll, maybe the, the fourth round pick hits, and it doesn't really matter. They're going to get in the playoffs, and it doesn't really matter. But I really do think that might affect them uh, moving on towards the season. Knowing Carroll had his struggles, his cornerback depth is still not there. But overall, I don't want to pump the brakes on anything. Get excited about Carson Wentz. Get excited about Doug Peterson. You know, get excited about whatever you want. Be the fan that you are. I, I think a lot of national guys are trying to slow that train down. They're trying to make it. Oh, the, yeah, that's where I, I was about I, to I, go. I, you, I was even, sitting there. I'm like, don't finish. I'm like, I want to get there. I, 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 I can't believe that there are people out there that think that the Rams and Eagles didn't know exactly what was going on, oh what it was God, going one to. That was like there was an apologist for them. It was like, oh man, if you're the Rams, you got to be thinking, uh, you got to be thinking that you were pretty, uh, pretty Eagles, dumb. Yeah. No, no, But also, I saw one where it's like, if you're the Eagles, you got to think you're pretty lucky the Rams didn't take Wentz. It's like, no, you know, they idiots. don't make that trade. <laughs> if they know the Rams, are you out of your mind? They have the same agent. <laughs> and here's the only thing you have to prove on that. One, uh, the, yeah, just like you said, they have the same agent. Two, there's why did they do it after the Rams did it? They yes. just would have done it. And they then. just made the Radford trade last year. They have relationships with the, the, the I was about to say St. Louis front office. With wow. the Ram, let's just go Ram. Ram. It wasn't the time the St. Louis front office when they made that Radford trade. Right, so that's true. Either way, point being, they have a relationship with that front office. They are not trading all those assets to move up to the second man in the round and be like, huh? We'll take whichever one falls. We're cool. <laughs> it's all good. Uh, but yeah, uh, we. Oh, and uh, finally, we, there's. We know there's a lot of phone calls that came in. We will get to those on the preview pod. So if you called in and didn't, you were just like, "Hey, dude, what's going on here?" Uh, we're gonna dump all those in in the preview pod, which will come out Friday. Uh, whether it's just reaction or questions or anything, two six seven two four five sixty sixty six. If you want to get your thoughts in there, for myself, John Barchard, and for of course James Seltzer. We want to thank everybody uh, for listening to this as we've been recording live from the Fox and the Hound, presented to you by Bud Light. Like I said, 16 weeks of this, every Tuesday we will be somewhere. (laughs) And I love being able to talk football and drink beer. So come and hang out. Uh, We will definitely be promoting. And uh, that's going to do it for BGN Radio. I guess we'll go live instead of an official (laughs) 189. So thank you for tuning in to BGN Radio number number live. Number live. Live number one. Right here on BleedingGreenNation.com and BGNRadio.com. Folks, we have now reached our final destination of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. We realize you have a choice in podcasting. We thank you for choosing ours.